This week, Mostly Technical is brought to you by Lara Jobs, the official Laravel job board and Hello Query, which lets you empower your customers to build your own reports. Now, here's Ian and Aaron. All right, we're back. Episode three. We are back, and we're I think we're both in different locations. I made it back, <laughs> I made it back home to Texas, and so I'm back in, in my normal setup. Where are you? I'm in uh, the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Okay. So yeah, we've been in different spots every episode. I feel like so. I don't know. Yeah, we, this might be that, hard I to keep this up. Actually, We're true. To yeah. Keep traveling. Yeah. So what's in the Outer Banks? This is not a part of. Uh, this is not a part of the country I'm familiar with. Uh, so this is my first time here. I've never been here before. It's really great. It's. Uh, we normally go to Martha's Vineyard kind of almost every year, and this year my family was going down here. So my brother and my cousin, we decided to tag along with them. So we're all here. It's great. Like beach right on the ocean or beach on the ocean house on the ocean um you know ice cream and a bunch of kids running around and this huge house with the pool and the beach and a million rooms and, is, and everything is the beach on is the beach on the ocean or is the beach in town hopefully the, the beach, beach is also is, on the ocean it's you know? on yeah. the ocean <laughs> okay good Although we have this hurricane, I guess, coming or something. I don't know. So we'll see. I don't think it's going to hit oh, us. Yeah. But I think it's going to be like 50 mile an hour winds and things like that. So, yeah, I think I just saw that this morning. So now is the uh, is the weather there? Is it 108 like it is in Dallas or is it OK? No, it's all right. It's been in the 80s. So it's been good beach weather. It's been oh, warm and amazing. very humid. So kids have been wanting to get in the water and all that. That's been good. Then hit the pool. I've never really had a setup quite like this before. It's nice because we have like the beach, obviously out there and then you come in from the beach and there's the pool and the house so like you know you start at the beach and then you hit the pool to kind of like fully cleanse and refresh and then boom you're in the house hanging out there's like the theater room i watched messy in here the other night i'll amazing. be watching messy in here tonight again so amazing it's really cool. okay so i have i have opinions about the beach and yeah. the pool um Ooh, interesting. the the beach the beach is kind of frustrating to me because the, the way that I've always done it is you pack up all your stuff, you schlep it out there onto the beach. It's, you know, it's a hundred degrees. You're right. covered in sand. You get out there and then you're expected to just sit there in the salt and the sun for hours. <laughs> and then you got to walk all the way back to the house for lunch. Mm -hmm. I love the pool. I love going to the beach and sitting in a pool. That is my absolute favorite. You can wander outside, hop in the pool, wander back inside. I just don't like I don't like packing it up and walking down the boardwalk. It, does that make me an old man or just lazy or, or what does that say? No, but let me tell you, I used to be like you, but I discovered the secrets of the beach and I will share with the audience the secrets okay. of the beach. OK, so this is actually why we ended up going to Martha's Vineyard as when the kids were little and for like 10 years or so, because one of the big keys to the beach so I'll, like the dragging yourself to the beach, forget it. It's the worst thing ever, especially once you have kids, forget it. kids, all the yeah, stuff, yeah, the kids yeah, are yeah. running around. The whole thing's terrible. It's like you're just suicidal after you just walk yes. to the beach. You're like, that's it. So you can't do that. Don't ever do that. You got to buy a truck. Okay. You have a truck. <laughs> all right. And, and <laughs> this, is a, this is a low barrier to entry. You gotta buy a <laughs> Listen, truck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, car. keep going. This is America. <laughs> Everybody uses yeah. their trucks as like minivans. Okay. It's fine. Okay. You have yeah, a truck. For sure. Keep right? going. <laughs> You could I also was, do. I thought it was going to be like pack an extra sandwich or something. But yeah, no. buy a truck. All right, keep buy going. a truck. All right, truck is best. You could use SUV or even okay. a minivan with four wheel drive. But you know, truck is best for a lot of reasons, which I can I can tell you about. You get a truck. You find a beach that lets you drive on the beach. Okay. Okay. This okay. is the solution to all your problems. I see, I because, see where this is going. Yes, because right. So everything's in the back of the truck, right? You yeah. drive to the beach. You don't have to stay near the near the water. So if you want to save money, if it's like, you know, beach vacation can be quite expensive oh, if you want to be on the water. Right. So forget that. You stay in there. Just buy a truck. Yeah. You buy a truck with your savings. <laughs> you drive onto the beach. OK. You park your truck yeah, an inch from the water. Sure. You push all the stuff out the back. It's there. You didn't carry anything. You have a huge ass cooler with tons of food. <laughs> If you have little kids, all right, it's going to get gross for a second, but you have a little portable potty that's got yeah. the little Ziploc baggy thing. They can go oh, to the bathroom right there. You don't have to take yeah. them to the bathroom back anywhere. Yeah. And when they're done, you pile everything into the truck. It takes two seconds. You drive off the beach. Most of the drive on beaches you usually end up with a huge area of beach all to yourself. Yeah, it's, it's the best thing ever. It's fabulous. So okay. that's my recommendation. 
Okay, um, one fatal flaw is you have to buy a new vehicle, but other than that, <laughs> it's flawless. I guess you know if you're if you're flying, you could rent a you could rent a truck. Yeah, when you get there. all these so places that, have something. rental jeeps and trucks yeah. and things like that, so you could rent it. Um, and then hey, a lot of people now they just have. I mean, you're in Texas. You tell me there's no trucks down there. Everybody's got a truck. Oh, everybody, everybody's got a truck. Yeah, everybody's yeah, got a truck. I can exactly. borrow a truck from from anyone around here. So here's <laughs> here's something I saw on Twitter that kind of blew my mind. You're on this trip and you're like, hey, mm. I'm going to go to this amazing little roadside restaurant that nobody's ever heard of. It's called a <laughs> Waffle House. I've never been before. What? You've never been to a Waffle never House? Been to Waffle House. This has been on my list of things to do for a very long time. I don't know if I've ever even seen a Waffle House. It's crazy. What? Like, I know. It's not even like I've been avoiding them. I, I don't even believe I've had the opportunity because usually I would take the opportunity at a thing like that. I've been waiting for it forever because it's like Waffle House. They, do they not thing. have them? Do they not have them in, no. in the north? Nor- Northeast really? has no Waffle Houses that I've ever seen. So, um, yeah, Waffle House. Uh, I was very think? impressed. So it's I mean, I'm, the day I tweeted that, you said you had gone there for breakfast. So there you go. I had it's gone like, there for <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> It's a regular yeah. staple, but it was great. It's like it there's really no vegetables. Is. There's like there's waffles and that's it. And like, you know, sandwiches, no vegetables, and waffles, browns. put it on my tombstone, which yeah. <laughs> unfortunately may be coming soon if I keep going to Waffle House. But yeah, uh, it was good. It's, it's like an American classic. Yeah, OK, so Waffle House is Waffle House is everywhere down here. Right. Um, they also like weirdly never close. And they have, I don't know if they have a super robust uh, supply chain or what, but there's Mm. like a way that you can measure how bad a natural disaster is. And it's like called the Waffle House Index. (laughs) And it's like, how quickly did Waffle House reopen slash did they ever close? It's very interesting. I don't know the full details, but Waffle Houses are everywhere down here. I went on, uh, I guess that was, would have been Friday um, Mm. for breakfast so every every three weeks we have this group of guys that gets together and goes goes to breakfast. Um, it's like the only time everyone is available is you know seven a.m. on Friday morning. So there are like there are probably eight of us in this group, wow. and yeah, it's awesome. And we usually we usually go to this place called John's Cafe, which is terrible. But when there are only when there are five or fewer of us right. that RSVP, yes, we go to Waffle House because Waffle House has, you know, those tables that you cannot move that only see that. four people. Yeah. Yes. And so we'll go to Waffle House and the food is incredible. It is like it's the dirtiest, dineriest place you've ever been. It but is. the food is amazing. And they like you ask for eggs soft scrambled and they make eggs soft scrambled like they know how to make eggs. It's it's great. I love Waffle House. Well, I love those places. See that it's like, and I'm sure this goes into that index. Is like there's basically like what, like ten ingredients on the whole menu. You know, it's just yep. like the same things, just like ordered differently. And and so like, yeah, they probably have an easy time reopening, and they only have to know how to do a few things. You can get a chef. It's not like they're making a bunch of like a regular diner. In the Northeast, we have tons of regular diners, mm-hmm. and it's just like they have 400 items. There's like pot roast and eggs and whatever sandwiches and pasta and whatever. It does all yeah. these different things, and usually it's all gross and yep. i want us to get waffle houses i need waffle the other thing so i need waffle houses these are my big things from the south i need waffle houses and i need brew throughs do you have a brew through there a brew through yes. i think i know what that is but i don't i've i don't know if that's a brand name that's it's not like, something we say down here okay it's like a it's like a car wash okay all right like a drive through car wash but when you drive through it instead of your car getting washed there's just fr- refrigerators along the side yeah. where you get beer yeah and you just drive through yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable i'm like what genius thought of this like i don't know yeah. why we don't have these in the northeast like just drive through and get your beer yeah Amazing. that's i didn't realize that was something that wasn't everywhere yeah we have no. i think we call them um in texas we have a few beer barns drive through okay. beer barns yeah and then i do remember in um so I went to I went to college at Texas A&M's, which is down in, you know, College Station, small, small town. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a drive through margarita barn. Ooh. And so they would. Yeah. So you could drive through and get all kinds of different margaritas. And for the dear listener, you would not drink them until you got home, obviously, obviously. because they would put tape over the lid and it was you couldn't open it. It was impossible. There was a little piece of tape on it. It was like, oh, I guess I'll have to <laughs> wait until get I get that. home to, yeah, right. to open you need this. Scissors. You need scissors. Yeah. So, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. 
Waffle House and beer barns and and a truck on every corner. That's right. uh, you got it. That's the South. There we Good go. Good to be back, baby. I love yeah. being home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't get down to like this part, like Southy South that much. Like it's only every few years. Like I sometimes end up in Florida or a place like that, which is sort of its own weird thing. I don't know. It is its um, own weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't put that, don't ascribe that to us. I don't want Florida. Right. It doesn't feel like North Carolina, Virginia type South to me. I don't know. Seems yeah. Different. So, um, yeah, it's been, been great. Um, how was your drive back? Cause you were making the long haul there. I was, yeah. Made the long haul, made it, made it back, uh, listened to book two of the Three Body Problem trilogy um, the entire way. Incredible. It's so, so uh, good. I'm excited. It is unlike any sci-fi book I've ever read. Um, mm. So it, it's it's very, very good. And the second book has this, has this like, um, I don't know, maybe literary device that is extremely, it just it keeps your mind spinning the entire time of like, hmm. how, how would I, what would I do in this situation? How would I, it's like almost like a logic puzzle that the characters are playing through and it's, it's very good. So hmm. highly recommended. Um, I made two stops. I stopped in Cleveland again. Um, and then I stopped in little rock, Arkansas, um, about four and a half hours from home. I thought I could power through, but man, once when you're driving and the sleepies hit, you don't want to, you yeah. don't want to battle the sleepies on the road. Cause it's takes two seconds and you're gone. Yeah. Four hours is still, it's a pretty good haul to power through. Yeah. Extreme tiredness. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a good stop. And you didn't have the kids and stuff with you. So it's like, oh, right. whatever, just pop in and it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm back feeling much better being home in my space um, with a little bit of routine. Kids start school, I think, maybe next week. Um, and life is going to be totally different. <laughs> no, this has been like the worst summer ever in terms of like I had all these plans for things I was going to do this summer. And just like the kids had so many activities. It was just constant running around yep. between three kids and only two adults and we're both every day like dropping somebody off picking somebody up or it was brutal and just so it's just so distracting obviously then when you're just taken out of your zone like one of the kids for every other every other day for like three weeks had a two-hour camp that was like noon to two or something that just is like not a crazy enough. stuff two hours know? is yeah. not enough <laughs> it's crazy like you barely make it home before you have to right. go back exactly so my whole summer just totally blew up on my um productivity that i was expecting but that's all right we'll get everybody back in school and get back to the normal grind which will be nice yeah exactly you want to do some you want to do some follow-ups we have a yeah, few let's do some follow-up um all right well the first one is Im immediately after the last episode uh nuno wrote back that in volt um you can actually put the blade template on the top of the file so if you haven't seen volt it's a single page live wire blade file combo uh, package and so you can put the blade file on top and then the php live wire logic on the bottom um which also then lets you uh get rid of uh the p the php tag then so uh because you don't need the ending php tag you start the mm -hmm. php tag after the blade template um i don't know what do you think about this i tried it out i wasn't love sure it. i don't know i, I think i like it but I love of, I love it because that's the way that view, I do my right? view single file right. components yeah. <laughs> is I would always put the template tag at the top and the script tag at the bottom. And now people are coming into my coming into my space and telling me I got to do script setup and I got to put script setup and do the composition API. And nah, man, I put the template at the top, <laughs> the script at the bottom. So this for for Vault, this feels this feels good to me. Yeah, people seem very excited about that tweet. So if you don't know about that and you've been trying out Volt, um, give that a shot and see how you like it. Um, all right, what's the, we have another one, right? Yep, we got the, we got another one. Um, on the first episode, we talked about how Tobias's um, indexing book, his landing page was really, really beautiful. And turns out it's the same designer that has done all the new filament stuff. And I think he's full time on the filament team mm -hmm. now. Um, his name is Hassan Zaharina. Um, close. I definitely know it's Hassan. We'll put the link to his website um, in the show notes. 
Um, but he's done the Sushi um, landing page, which is Caleb Porzio's array driver for Eloquent. He's done uh, Tobias's indexing book. He's done Filament. So he's done all kinds of great stuff. Um, and I've seen him around the community a lot. I just didn't know that he did Tobias's book. So I wanted to follow up with that and give him a shout out for that. Yeah, his work's really interesting. I like it's kind of fresh and different. Um, and I always like it having kind designers. Of fresh, right? in the in the mix new designers in the mix designers in the laravel sort of family yeah. and sphere is always good to have um and yeah the sushi page stands out a lot for sure and i feel like i feel like his great. design yeah his design is a little bit um like it's a little bit more fun and lively it's a little bit bubbly right. and it's really really good I, I just love that everyone has a different like this is very different than like the stuff that um the tailwind labs team puts out and i like that right. like they're both good, but I like that this is a little bit more fun and bubbly. Yeah, yeah, a little different. The colors, colors too, are definitely kind of not your standard. Mm-hmm. You know what's go, what's hot lately? If it's black and white or it's yeah, you know, BG blue to BG purple right, gradient, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, yeah, so a little, little different there. Stands so out. if uh, as a reminder, if you want to get um, shouted out to upwards of 15 to 20 people, send us send us mail. We have mailbag. Hey. We, we will we will read it out on the air. Um, so I forget where to send it. So I'm going to throw it over to Ian. Where do people send their mail? Uh, mostly technical pod <laughs> at Gmail dot com. Oh, good. I, I put you on Pretty the sure. spot. That was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty, Pretty sure. sure. Pretty sure also, it'll also be in the show Twitter. notes for sure. Yeah, it'll so be in the show notes for sure. For check sure. there just in case, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah, that sounds right. So thanks for we'll those follow-ups. Yeah. Um, all right. Where do you want to go next? Um, well, let's, we'll go into Laravel stuff a little bit earlier. How about that? Which way we get some under wow. our belt. Yeah. Yeah. Something different. Uh, we got this lift package. Um, yeah. So I, I saw this. Tell me, tell, one, tell me what it is. And then. Tell me your opinions on it. So we're talking Wendell Adriel's Laravel That's what I'm Lift. looking for. See, you got the you got the name. Yeah, I wanted I his last it. name. I knew Come it's Wendell. On. I was thinking about it as Wendell, but not not. You, you didn't know it was Wendell. I knew it was Wendell. I knew it was you're, Wendell. You're, you're over there fumbling in the in the messy room. You don't know anything. Okay. You All have right, it. So you have the GitHub pulled up. I've got it. So yeah. So Wendell's okay. package. Um, Wendell, just a great name, by the way. I don't. I don't think I've ever met a Wendell in person, no, but I love name. that name. Congrats, um, Wendell. Great name. Yeah, yeah. He hit the like lottery of the, yeah, the naming. Seriously. Parents did a good job there. Yeah, so Lyft is this kind of crazy package uh, that lets you define a whole bunch of stuff about eloquent models with attributes. And mm-hmm. I just have a lot of thoughts here. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thoughts. But first of all, before we even get into the package, what's your just general take on attributes? Yeah, see, PHP? this is this is where we we're gonna end up. Um, mm. you know, Ian, I don't love them. I really yeah, don't. That was my take initially as well. Initially, wow. We have this is a setup for conflict that makes Possibly. good radio. So, so Possibly. here's here's the thing. One, I'm not familiar with them, and so I'm right. super aware that like what is um what looks good to me is like seventy mm, percent what I'm familiar with, and that's right. I think that that's everybody. And so I'm looking at all of these attributes, even um. Back in the day, for like a hot minute, there was let's do all of our routing by putting little attributes over the controller methods, and I was like, "No way!" Yeah, I hate no, that. I don't, no, that, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Um. So, hated that attributes in general. Um. Still seem foreign to me, and I think part of what I don't like about it is it feels like, man. It feels maybe it feels like you scatter one thing that used to be centralized into a bunch of different places. Like the routing is a good example. I like to have a routes file. I don't want to have like my route definitions littered all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also maybe this is a knowledge gap. I don't fully know how they work and what all can be influenced. And I don't think I would remember to check like, oh, you got to go check the annotation or the or the attribute or whatever. And so. I don't know. And he's the, you can like pass arguments. And so then you're like, ah, I don't know. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that, that, yeah. I'll stop there. Tell, tell me, tell me your journey with, with attributes. Well, I, I haven't had like the full journey yet, I guess, but I definitely didn't like when people are trying to do it with the annotations and like, it's like a comment that has all the stuff in yes. it. 
like I hate the comments with the stuff in it. I don't want comments. Oh, at so all, like the, I don't want the, comments with stuff in it. The PHP doc blocks that. Yeah, version? like I don't like okay. doc blocks in general, and I don't like. I mean, at some point there was something you you could do in there, right? And like the IDE would yeah. like do certain mm-hmm. stuff with it or whatever. It was like even like type uh management stuff like that which obviously is a common use case but i just hate that i don't like the syntax it's such a big like eyesore in your way of reading the code um so i definitely prefer this over those but i agree like when i first saw the attributes in general i was like "Eh, i don't know but here and there there's been more use cases like livewire uses them pretty heavily in livewire 3 Mm -hmm. a lot of spatty packages use them now in different ways and kind of kind of seeing it i mean there's definitely the big limitation is that you can't like do anything dynamic in them and that does mm-hmm. sometimes cause some oddities um <clears throat> where like with translation mm. strings and things like that where like you need to be able to do something dynamically uh so there are some like even in this package mm-hmm. like if you use it for a rule and you pass a string like you can't translate that string so if you want to override like, the rules message you have no way to translate it um which is semi edge case, but there's a fair amount of apps that are translated. So there, there is stuff like that, Mm. but I don't know for, for eloquent, I do kind of feel like this is pretty interesting because it's like, instead of looking three or four or five places in the file for different configurations, I can just see them all here. And they're like, so it's sort of like a, in that way, like a routes file. It's like, I can just go to this one place and see everything applied to the name (laughs) instead of going to like the different methods that do the relationship and then do the type and like whatever do the rule okay so give us a two second overview of what's happening in this package so people know yeah so in the package a lot of the stuff you can define in eloquent in already uh through like methods or different ways like that you can or like um in properties like fillable the fillable property and things like that uh, you can just do as attributes right next to the the public property. So you can just have that it's fillable. It's like a fillable attribute. And then there's a cast attribute if you want to cast it. So these aren't, you don't have to put this name uh, property in the fillable array. And then again, in the cast thing. And then uh, if you have a relationship based mm-hmm. on it, it can, that can be defined here. So you can have all these things in one spot. You can have your validation rules there. Um, so you don't have like the separate rules array and all that. So it's interesting. I don't, so I, I haven't even used it yet. I've just been sort of following along and every day he's kind of adding new, Mm -hmm. um, attributes, but I feel like there's something here. Uh, I wouldn't mind. There's like a technique I like to call something being Otweld. I wouldn't mind it maybe being Otweld by the man himself because, you know, yeah. he always has a great vision on interfaces and APIs mm-hmm. and things. And so uh, there's probably some stuff he might be able to uh, do here. But I don't know. I feel like there is something here because that is always one of the things that in a big eloquent file does get a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. That it's like, OK, I have this, you know, property I need to, like, check in 10 places, like where all, all it's doing and, and whatnot. And so. I don't know. Having this one place to have everything defined about it is is kind of intriguing. But you're you're yeah. not you're not buying it yet. Um, not I'm not sold. And the okay. only reason the only reason I'm not sold is because of is truly because of my um, distaste on the strong side and not being familiar on like on the kind side of of annotations or whatever they're yeah. called. Um, so one thing I do like is that we're still exploring. Like, I love yeah. that Wendell did this because yep. there can be, I think sometimes like a sense that Laravel is almost complete right. and we're lucky for that. But this is, this is a good, like, Hey, I've got an opinion and the opinion is, you know, I want to use annotations and I think I'm going to try to pull it off. Love that. Absolutely. Love that. Um, I'm not yet sold on the language feature. Mm-hmm. yet and so that makes this package be something that i look at and i'm like ah i don't want to do that the same this kind of the same way i feel about um super strong types like if somebody right. were to tell me oh you could add this package you could you know use php stand level nine and get super strict typing it's like yeah, i don't really want to do that <laughs> like i'm not i'm not super interested in that um but i do like i do like anything in the eloquent space and i do like that we're still we're still trying to push the ball forward um but yeah, I can see like I can see people are really going to like this, especially people that like 
annotation are they annotations or attributes what are, what are they actually oh, called am i calling them annotations maybe that yeah i think i think attributes. i was calling them yes. attributes maybe, but i think they're annotations no it's no, is it the other way around yes it's, it's attributes. attributes i think we got ourselves mixed up there in the beginning but it's attributes, okay yes yeah. um oh, that's confusing yeah well it's so new we don't even know what to call these things. we don't yeah exactly how much <laughs> it's, so new. it's like three years old is. but you know we, yeah. we don't know what to call it <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly um yeah the attributes so the other thing that with this kind of package always i'm a little cautious is because like it's really messing with something that's deep baked into the core yeah. and that a lot of things expect to work a certain way and who knows if in some edge case somewhere it doesn't work that certain way and you don't discover that for quite a while yep. until you hit the weirdo edge case where it actually doesn't load up properly or whatever. So yeah, that's one of the tough parts about this. Yeah. I haven't looked into how it works like in, internally. So I have no idea if that's, if there's anything like that, but I do, that is just an area where I do get a little cautious. Not one of these packages that's like its own thing and whatever it's, right. you know, yeah. it'll be clear if it's working or not. Cause it just adds a feature uh, this is a little different where everything, everything's going through this thing. And so mm -hmm. uh, it's a little scarier, but yeah. Yeah. Also one of the tough spots for me is putting the rules in the model itself. Um, because I think that's good a lot of the times, but then rules can be context dependent. And so I've always, <clears throat> this, this package aside, I've always had a hard time centralizing the rules yes, into I'm just the model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, just in general, well, well, what do, in, you do? what do you do? What do you like to do with oh, your rules? Man, I don't this know. This is like the eternal it's the struggle. Worst. Yeah. yeah. So the the problem is, and I've tried I've tried centralizing it before, and basically yep. like making my own kind of like rules factory rules object thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it just doesn't work. So here's right. here's the problem. Here's <laughs> the problem as I see it. You've got um, you've got HTTP coming in, and the rules could be different based on um, permissions or the, the mm -hmm. state that the model is in all kinds mm -hmm. of things. Right. And that's just HTTP HTTP. Then you've got, right. you've got command line tools that you're like working with where you can, you know, as the super admin or whatever you go in and you're like, ah, oh, I need to process these 50 customers. I'm just going to run this command line tool. And then you've got like uh, background jobs. You've got all these places that can touch a model and, every situation is so different that the rules are necessarily different. And while it's good to say like the name is always required, like that may be the only one that is always true. Right. And I don't want to put that somewhere. And then these other rules somewhere else. And so I feel like I end up yep. recreating the rules just to have safety that I'm validating the right thing at the right time. Mm -hmm. There's like, I just, I don't know. I don't know the better way. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I almost I toy uh like I've been playing around with the DTOs and things like that because uh -huh. like they let you validate, but there is still these scenarios where like the data is different on create versus update, and then totally. you have like something that's optional sometimes, and then, then yep. sometimes that gets weird with the DTO, and like so then you have these like classes for optional like in the spotty package, and you have like you know you have all this like type pinning that's going on and yep multiple type pins and like so it's just like I don't know it's I want I want it to be like that. I want it to be here is the central location. All the magic's here. I don't have to worry about it. But then in practice, yeah, like in I mean, this is a a, a big thing too. I feel like that if you're not haven't built a real app or I just feel like when you have real apps that customers use, there's just all these things that you have yep. to do that are not perfect. Um, and you have to duplicate code sometimes or things like that yep. because ultimately, like the app just has to work a certain way and the nice way that the framework or the package or whatever would want you to do it just it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. and so it just ends up being more complicated or you do all a bunch of weird stuff to make it work but now as all these edge cases are created or um like just more complexity of figuring out what's even going on versus if you just had a rules array in two different yep. spots that was basically the same except for you know one or two differences or whatnot. So yeah, I feel like this is that's why we don't have it as a first party primitive. Like right. Lar Laravel has given us the powerful validator and the rules and the form requests and Laravel right. has given us all of that. And I feel like the reason we don't have validation built into the eloquent model is for that exact reason. It's because it's, yeah. it's too hard. Like there, right. there are too many different ways that you might want to update a model in too many different scenarios that having a static rules array just isn't viable in a, in a real application. 
Yeah. This is another thing I've been thinking about lately is, I don't know, I'll be interested to get your take on it. I feel like every time I stray away from the, so this is kind of even somewhat counter to what we're just saying, but every time I stray away from the eloquent model is sort of the, the core of logic, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe this, but if like, like even with messing with the DTOs and things like that, mm-hmm. it just gets like so much more complicated mm-hmm. and the, the benefits I feel like I always see them in the app. Like I'm reading about something. I'm like, Oh, this would be amazing. And then you try to implement it and you're like, Oh yeah, but this thing and the other thing, and it doesn't work in this scenario and all those things. And I'm like, Oh, I should have just like stuck with like calling the eloquent model, like create in this controller and everything would have been fine. Yes. But instead I got right. fancy and now it's like <laughs> taking me three extra days and yep. I don't even know what's going on. So now I'm wrapped around the axle of misdirection, and right. yep, I I am a I am an eloquent slash active record maximalist. I okay, yeah. as much as I can do. Give me give me a super fat model with methods for everything, and I'm I'm a happy happy man. So yeah. I feel I feel the same way. Um, I will say that like I try to stick to I try to stick to the conventions elsewhere, like form requests are, are a good example. Yep. Cause you can, you know, validate those, get all your correct data out and then throw it into an eloquent model. Yeah. But yeah, the whole, I feel like I don't want to open this can of worms, but like event sourcing is one of them. Right. Like, That's even like the next oh, level. Yeah, man, what am I doing? Yeah. And maybe, maybe we can have Daniel on at some point to argue with us, Daniel right. Colborn, <laughs> and, and he'll, he'll tell me why it's good. But that's one of those things where I'm like, you know, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do my model thing. So yeah, I feel the same way. One thing I have sort of taken in and use a lot now is actions, like the action pattern. Oh, I do like tell that me. a lot. Yeah, like there's Somebody a lot of action packets that works really good. If I used actions, and I said that I haven't, but I wish I had in certain cases. So tell me what you're using them for. Yeah, so I love the actions because it's pretty much just like calling uh the active record you know create or whatever you're trying to do it's just like one little step of abstraction from that and then in a real world app i find that it's quite useful because it's so the action is just like a php class for people who don't know if you use the laravel actions package it does some nice like helpers and stuff for you so i would recommend that i've used that quite a bit um i don't use that that thing goes a little crazy and starts to get a little a little too much for me like you can just take mm-hmm. this action and have it be your whole controller you can take mm-hmm. this action and have it be your whole job and things like that. So mm-hmm. that I actually don't use those parts because it starts to get like in the super magical territory. Mm-hmm. I just use it as an action. And so basically you just call this, this class, like where you would call like post create or whatever, you might just have like a create post action. And so you call that and you can just pass in your validated data or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what I like about that though, is it gives you this nice central spot for if you have other business logic, which in like a real world app you tend to. Yep. And so it's like, well, when I do this, I also have to like, just do this other thing. Right. And so instead of yep. having to duplicate that in the multiple places of, yes, I have it in this controller and I have it in another controller and I have a command line thing that does it. And as a web hook, then it's in a different controller and whatever. So you can just have this, the, the action that you call everywhere you pass the data um, so that's centralized. If you have other stuff to do, maybe you have to like fire a event or whatever. Um, you don't have to duplicate all that code everywhere. So it just gives you that one step back, but it's not complicated. Like you can just go mm-hmm. into that. It's very clear. Usually they're very short and it's super testable. Like it's like, this is this one oh, yeah, function. True. I can just easily write tests for it. Um, and the package also has nice helpers for that. You don't need to use a package. Like you can literally just build a PHP class and do this, but um, the package does have some niceties like test helpers and things, which are really great. And uh, yeah, so I really like the actions. That is one that's stuck with me because it's pretty much like active recordy, really, but just mm-hmm. with a little more abstraction, so you can shove yeah, it's some like other a new, stuff in there. It's like a new first class citizen that you can then centralize some stuff in. And the thing that yeah. I've always like, I think uh, this Laravel actions package, which is very thorough and very good i don't think that was around back when i was doing um this app that needs it Mm -hmm. and the place that i think i need it is like when i do the same thing in multiple places like just like we were talking about with the rules array i'm doing the same thing whether it's like uh, an internal customer service person is creating a property as 
you know, a, a home, an address is creating a property. I'm bulk importing, you know, 500 properties. We're creating a property via webhook. We're creating a property via background job. All of those things are like creating a property record. And I ended up having to be like, ah, I got to make sure that I do the right thing for yep. different places. And it's like, ah, this would be good to centralize. So, yeah, I, I do like the concept of actions. Yeah, it's really nice for that. It's like, that's the perfect use case. Just like, yep, I'm going to create it. But then I'm going to fire this event and I'm going to send an email. And I want those three things to happen every single time I create this record. And you just always know that those these things are happening. And, uh, yeah, and you can test it and all that. So uh, that those I really like. It's just so nice and clean. and organized and all that but uh yeah but i agree besides that uh, these other higher level things and this is uh, this is probably i mean i don't know maybe this is like both of us have this kind of background of coming from the less formal uh side mm-hmm. of computer science so i do think there's something to that too although I, I definitely know a lot of people who learned on their own and are definitely more into these type of more advanced patterns and things but i don't know i tend to be very practical in nature in these things and just be like okay this yeah. is clean and easy to understand and somebody else could understand it uh, if I have to throw some random person in there, right, it's not going to take mm-hmm. them too long to learn a whole new pattern and all this stuff that has all these different uh, rules and things. It's like, nope, here's a PHP class and it does a couple things. And yeah. I, I, I get that part already. And we're good. Yeah, it's called create productive. post. You, you, you can right. figure out what it does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's straightforward. All right. Well, good package, Wendell. Look, yep. I look forward to seeing how that will develop. All right. It's next on the list here. You want to talk YouTube? Yeah, sure. PHP doesn't suck anymore. It doesn't. We know that for it sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to look at that's the short version of the video. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. So oh, I made a video. God. Yeah. I made a video and it uh it covered like Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I just I just saw like your you just, views you just, on it. You just opened yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it covered some of the changes from twenty twelve to now. Um and I picked 2012 because it's like a long time ago and, you know, 5.4-ish era. Um, and I just ran through like, hey, did you guys know that we have traits and we have types and we have enums and we have, yep. you know, generators, that kind of stuff. Um, it's funny because I thought it was good. Like, I thought it was a good video. Yeah. And I thought, eh, some people, some people will be interested. I think the title did a lot of work for me there <laughs> because I think I got people that were mad that I said that PHP doesn't suck anymore. And I think I got people that were mad that suggest that I suggested that PHP ever sucked. Right. And so like I got, I got the people who Both were sides. on my team and the people that were haters. I got them all to come and comment and everything. So yep. I, I think I got, uh, got lucky with that, with that title there. Um, but yeah, a hundred thousand views so congratulations amazing isn't I mean, that the 5. craziest thing you've ever heard upvotes like that's an yeah. incredible amount of upvotes like it's crazy i feel like that percentage is unusual for like five six percent of the viewers to to vote at all um yeah seems unusually see. high I think to me i even. can i can see um which is great the percentage. Like, it's 98 percent thumbs up so 5700 likes and 98 wow. percent up votes versus down that's amazing crazy that's incredible yeah and i thought the video was so good because it was just like <clears throat> yeah just jumped into every mm-hmm. single thing that's changed <laughs> all the big stuff and it's like boom here's 15 seconds on this here's 15 seconds on this mm-hmm. and just kept the pace going really nice yeah i'm really um, trying to find i'm trying to find like the ideal youtube format because it is right. very different than like a lot of this, the work I've done historically has been long form educational, right? So right. do a Laracast course or teach accounting or teach databases. And it's like, I know that I have you for a couple hours and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. YouTube, right. you're fighting people clicking away or closing. Yeah. And so <clears throat> trying to find that format. Um, but this one worked. This also seems like one of these great ones that you could like break this up and throw it on Instagram and all the other like or oh, and YouTube shorts and whatever, right? Like yeah. here's like 15 seconds. Like just create some new little intro that's like a two second intro and it's like boom, here's uh another oh, thing shoot. about why that's PHP doesn't idea. suck. We use all this. Um holy cow, it has eleven hundred comments. Oh dude. That's insane. So many, so many comments. <laughs> I don't what do you full, f- fully half of them are like, oh PHP still sucks. I'm like, come on. <laughs> well, that's like, YouTube, I don't man. care like, if, I don't care if you think that, but 
be more like I'm I'm not offended as a PHP developer. I'm offended as a as a terminally online commenter. Like make a better <laughs> comment. This comment, comment is stupid. Right, yeah, uh, exactly. I think that is kind of a known issue with the YouTube comments. Unfortunately, I think the uh, the ratio of quality comments to yeah. crap is not ideal. Um, I do I do let my spice come through a little bit more in YouTube comments. Like, yeah. on, I think it's fair. you know in uh, on twitter especially on twitter main and mostly in twitter replies i'm like trying to be very gracious and kind to people on youtube when they bring in the barbs i just i barb them <laughs> right back and it, it's a, it's kind of fun it's kind of fun to be spicy it's over there sort of like a private area down there you know it's like a it's oh, like yeah. oh it's you're down Nobody's in the trenches in there, there. Right? <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> I also love that in this video about PHP and technology and code, like the number one, uh, oh, I guess you pinned it, but it's like funny it, that yeah. it's pinned that the lo- a comment about the movie Loopers. Yeah. Popular. It's so funny. I did a little review of what was happening in 2012 and the movie Looper was in theaters and I was like, this is a good movie. <laughs> and a lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people commented and said they can't trust me because I thought Looper was good. So. I, I am definitely on, on the side of like PHP was never bad. Like it's kind of funny because as yeah. you were going through there, I'm like, all this stuff is really cool. And for people who are, you know, need these things, whatever, it's great. But I was like, the old way, like I'm like 95%. I was like, the old way, eh, that was fine. Like, I kind of like the yep. way it was before too. Like that worked for me. Um, that, that's my, that's my secret is I never right. thought it sucked either. Right. And I still don't use, <laughs> I still don't use a lot of the features that I talked about, like right. annotations yeah. or attributes and all this strict typing and stuff. It's like, I don't really care about that. And I love the PHP of yesteryear. Um, this is and this is another thing like um, this video is not for like my traditional audience on Twitter. Like my my audience right. on Twitter is Laravel developers. This is basically an outreach video. Yeah. And I feel like the, the audience on YouTube is so much bigger and yeah. the algorithm does so much work on your behalf that it doesn't really matter who is directly following you. You're making you're making a video for kind of the masses and so it, it is a little it is a little different for me because i'm thinking like you know i'm talking to all of our friends and like why would i make a video like this for all of our friends but right. it's youtube <laughs> it's not it's not for our friends so yeah, yeah it's, it's been interesting i yeah i had a discussion with somebody kind of recently about this idea too and i think that is like one of the keys of youtube like the point of being on there in some ways is to reach this new group of people who are not on yes. traditional laravel tech you know php channels of twitter you know it's like uh yeah just everything that silo is only a certain size and obviously twitter just has its own issues on top of all that so it's like the youtube is so much bigger than twitter way 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 bigger bigger. and the algorithm is i think pretty good at surfacing stuff i mean sometimes we're bad but like overall like i think it actually does a pretty good job of like surfacing things people are interested in and so, yeah, this gives you that opportunity to reach out to other types of developers or unbelievably the PHP developers who are not, you know, on Twitter following Taylor and Laravel. I know. Like, Can you, you imagine? There are people out there like that. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but- that, that is crazy to me that there's a whole set of the community, uh, the PHP community that like is not on Twitter at all talking yeah. about, you know, Folio and Volt all day long. They're like, I, I have know. no idea what you're talking about, man. Yeah, it's see, crazy. I, I see this a lot in, um, I mean, this isn't even a great example, but on Lara jobs, we see it a lot. It's like, oh, there's mm. companies posting that are not like in the Laravel circle. And that's very Laravel, obviously specific, it's Lara jobs. Um, but that's like one of the areas I'm trying to do more of, even with Lara jobs, is like reach out to other segments of the php world since it's really like a php job board essentially and um because it's just this huge world of php it's like when i look at other job boards even the more general ones like a dice.com or whatever and there's like all these companies posting you know laravel jobs even who are like do nothing in the laravel world like disney or whatever like disney hasn't sponsored laracon or um they've never posted a job on Laravel jobs but they have like 10 jobs on dice.com for laravel developers (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is like whole world of php and laravel that's people just going to work every day and doing their job and leaving and they're not you know that closely following what's going on necessarily mm-hmm. um in the kind of more close-knit community that we tend to doing operate their in. job and going yeah. home they're not wired in it? 
It's crazy. I, They're not checking Twitter 24 yeah. hours a day for it sounds the they must updates. be happy. I, it couldn't yeah. be me. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way a part of that. No way. Um the video also got um it got reacted to. Did you see mm. this? No, I don't there's think I a, saw this. There's a popular YouTuber slash Twitch streamer oh, called the Prime uh-huh. the Primogen. Um and he did a react video where he watches my video on stream and reacts to it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm so many levels deep into YouTube that culture awesome. now that, that he's doing great. that. Yeah. Um, and it, so my video got a hundred thousand views. His video got a hundred thousand views. Wow. So your yeah. video's kind of been seen 200,000 times yeah, right there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it, it, it was really, really good. So Primogen has a very strong personality and a very strong mm-hmm. brand um and that turns a lot of people off but he is an absolute like he's a wonderful wonderful person mm. and he uh we actually dm'd before he did the react video because I, f- I feel like some people seeing that would be like i can't believe this guy just watched your video and put himself in the corner and you know claim right. that as his own content like one that's not what he did. Like he's one of the smartest people that I've seen on YouTube. And mm. two, he asked me beforehand. Um, and honestly, like he was doing me a favor because right, he's got yeah. like 150,000 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> and then he's got a hundred thousand followers on Twitter and he's tweeting about my video. And it just, it was like a whole day of just feeling like what is happening? Cause you know, I record these videos and then it takes me forever to edit. And then I finally upload it and I've already lost all the like, Oh, this is a great video. It's like, oh, I gotta right. get this freaking thing off my plate. <laughs> I'm sick of And then this it thing. does well. And it's like, this yeah, is so awesome. cool. So great. So that, that was happens. a fun week. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh and yeah, like what he's doing there, he's like adding a lot of value. So he's not just like reposting your video. He's yeah, you know, you know, adding to it for his audience and what they want to see and um adding kind of value there. So and yeah, yeah he's really good. Like you. one of the things, one of the things he's really good at is like he knows so many languages. He's an engineer at Netflix. And so he's worked in a bunch of different places. Mm -hmm. Um, He knows so many languages that he can look at all these things that I'm running through. And he's like, Oh, this is kind of how C sharp does it. Oh, well in JavaScript it's done this way. And I hate that. And I really like that PHP does this and he can compare it across Mm. a whole bunch of languages where I, I just can't do that. Like I've never worked in C sharp. I don't don't know what C sharp is. So is he, so is he not, he hasn't used PHP much then it sounds like. So he, no, not since the era that I talked about. Yeah. And so so it was really cool because he, you know, he started the video and he was like, I feel like he's talking exactly about me. You know, I came up on PHP and then I've never, I've never used it. And so there were some things that he genuinely, like he genuinely liked. Um, Mm. So I'm, I'm really happy about how that went. So what's the next video in this series? Yeah, so I've got a I've got a few that I'm thinking mm. of. Um and I think there are, you know, I get a lot of the ideas for like what's next from the comments on on these videos. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have a bunch of my own ideas, but it is nice to see what are people continually continually surfacing. Um and so I think a few that I have in mind is um I want to do for for the super type heavy people. I want to do generics in PHP. Mm. One, I got to learn how to even do that. But I do want to show that like we have further typing than is available in the language itself. Um, Mm. Basically, and you know, you always have to think of like what's the angle. And I think the angle here is like TypeScript for PHP almost because it's mm. like we're ye- we're using PHP but we're putting this layer on top and right. in the same way that you're using JavaScript and you're putting a layer on top. So I got to figure out like the catchy angle there. Mm. Um, and then I want to do <clears throat> I want to do a um, Laravel is faster than Next JS video. Ooh, that'll be a good one. I know, spicy, right? One. Yeah, that's a. So spicy I got to figure out. I'm having. Um, Steve, just Steve King on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Steve McDougal, I think is his his name, but his handle's just Steve King. He's going to help me set up a Docker container. I don't know anything about Docker. He's going to help me set up a Docker container that has a Next JS app and a Laravel app with Octane. And I'm going to mm-hmm. load test and see um, see if the Laravel one is faster. I super hope that it is because that would be <laughs> that would be an amazing video that would make a lot of Next fans really mad and a lot of Laravel people really happy. Um, 
And then last, the last one I have on actually two more. I've got uh, mm. Livewire SPA mode. Mm. So like, I want to show that you can create a single page app with just PHP. Obviously, it's Livewire JavaScript, but you know, the angle is SBA with PHP. Yep. And then I'm having Boris Lepkin help me set up a repo where I can do end to end strict typing with uh, Laravel Inertia and Vue. Um, mm. And I can have all of that like TypeScript all the way through because people right. are always like, well, I'd never switch to PHP because I love type end to end type safety. Right. I'm like, one, that's a red herring. That's dumb. Yeah. That's a bad reason to stay with <laughs> JavaScript on the back end. And two, you can have that. You can have that yeah. in Laravel. So those are my videos. I got to think of catchy angles and spicy titles I and like stuff. It. I really like the Livewire one too. Cause I feel like Livewire is part of it is it's like a pretty complicated thing to explain, you know, cause it's like this, it's just not yep. like anything else, you know? It's like, it's not like yep. React. It's not like Vue. Like, it does what they do in the end, but it's nothing like them and how you use it. So, like, I do feel like it's just <clears throat> any kind of exposure or ways to, like, get people mm -hmm. to understand how valuable it is and how faster it can make you. Yeah. Once you really kind of understand what it's trying to do is uh is would be really great so can reach that other that other audience that's not in the super core that's like oh yeah we know already about livewire.laravel.com and it's up there in version yep. three and blah blah, blah. like <clears throat> and i think too it's kind of become i feel like version three is like it's ready for prime time now so uh, i'd be great to see more people making videos and all that stuff about it too just because yeah it's kind of matured to this level where it's really ready to take on you know yep, serious serious work quote unquote yeah, and I think with the version three release, they they did a lot of stuff that makes it makes it more usable. Like this whole SPA mode thing is really cool. And Jason yeah. Beggs did a did a tutorial slash demo for Laravel News, um, showing like a podcast player. And I think the whole shtick is like it keeps playing even when you switch pages, right. which is like the the hallmark of an SPA thing, uh, SPA demo. And so I may I may just use that um, as my yeah. as my example because. Yeah, I feel like even even in Livewire land, like you've got Hotwire, you've got Stimulus, you've got Phoenix Live View, you've got HTMX. All of those are kind of like HTML over the wire DOM diffing. Um, right. But I think Livewire is even, I would say better, but definitely different than all of those in that one, PHP dies. Like you have to build the whole universe on every request. Right. And so like with Ruby, <laughs> you've got this you've got this server that's continually running and are you keeping state around back there? I, I don't super know, but with Livewire, it's like, no, we got to send, we got to send everything back and forth all the time. Um, and one of the, one of the complaints about Livewire on the video that I did was like, Oh, so how many connections do you have to keep open all the time to send the data back and forth? And you're like, none, you don't, <laughs> you don't leave stuff open with PHP. Everything dies and you recreate the universe every time. Yeah. So I do think there's a fundamental, like, disparity between what people think is happening and what is actually happening right and just that that that's even like um it's php's way of doing it has become more and more viable over time right it's like oh that was kind of a stupid way to do it maybe you can make the case way back in the day because like the computers weren't that fast and the network yep. wasn't that fast and like you're sending stuff back and forth and you're setting up the whole world every time and everything but now it's like everything's so fast it's like yeah and it's great i can just reset it up every time and uh that does solve a lot of you know, it creates other problems, um, but it, it does solve a nice set of problems too. And um, yeah, yeah, how Livewire does all that. Stuff. I mean, the stuff Livewire does to make this all work is sort of nuts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it's so nice to like, rebuild everything. So now it's like really, you know, because when you first build something the first time, you don't really understand what it's even going to be. And to rebuild it with that understanding, I think has made a ton of really huge improvements in how it all yeah, works. Yeah. And, and on that, on that PHP lifecycle model, we got really lucky that PHP is basically tailor made for serverless environments. Cause it's mm. like, it runs one thing stateless and then it dies. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, perfect. Oh, uh, you're describing PHP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. It was a big change. I started in um, Cold Fusion, and oh, wow. Cold Fusion had a server which so you could store state in there and other mm -hmm. stuff. You could do all kinds of things. And then I started doing some PHP, and I was like, "Oh, like this doesn't do anything at all for me." <laughs> and yeah. then also, it was like pre frameworks. Essentially, there was a couple like very rudimentary frameworks, 
And so it was like, there's nothing at all here, but okay, we'll do this. And uh, yeah, but now it's obviously with Laravel and just the whole state of everything that's gone on with servers, it's, uh, it's so much nicer. And, um, and yes, the hosting situation and serverless mm -hmm. and all the options we have now changes all that a lot. Um, yeah, and even Livewire, like what he's done in version three, where it's like bundling requests and things like that. So like even yeah. wire concerns that, you know, you weren't holding them open, but it was having to call back and forth a lot. If you had a bunch of components and things like now it's just all bundled together. So that's all way more efficient. And yeah, it's, it's really pretty advanced now. Yeah. Good job, Caleb. Way to go. Yeah. Love, love Caleb. He's the man. Well, we've been, we've been mostly technical. Do you want to go back to, do you want to go back to non-technical for a second? Sure. Sure. We give we give the, the technical people a break. Um, <laughs> are you hiring someone to create family photo books? Family photo books. Yes. So this is my. Okay. So I saw this on Twitter and I thought yeah. Ian is a galaxy brain. Like I knew right. you were. I knew you were like a planet brain, but this is galaxy brain. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the thing. I I used to be super into photography, and I've gotten I've I'm dialed it back a little bit here, especially as the kids have gotten older and they're just like, get that camera out of my face, you know. But whatever, when they're little, like, it's awesome. Like, so I'd be, I'd always have the fancy camera. I'm taking pictures of the kids. And then I'm, I was take pictures of just other sorts of things, nature and whatnot. And then, um, so I'd always make these photo books. Like I'd have all, I'd have all these photos. I'd spend the time. I'd get them all edited all nice and make books and blah, blah. But then just recently kids are bigger. Like we talked about at the beginning. Like, it's just like, they have so much stuff going on. They're running around all the time. Work's busy doing podcasts, like all this stuff. <laughs> There's just not time to make a photo books. And like, it's kind of funny. So we did this, the vacation I'm on right now with the people I'm on right now, we did this a year ago to a different, different place. And I was like, all right, I'll make the photo book. Mm -hmm. And I did not, I, I still have not done the photo book. The photo book is not done from a year ago. We you are never, now on the you never volunteer. Vacation. You never volunteer <laughs> for that kind of stuff. So now we're on the second vacation. I still haven't done the photo book from the first vacation. And so I have, you know, I have uh, other trips and things that I would want to do little books for. Um, I just have this huge backlog of photo books. So yeah, it just struck me one day, like a week or two back there. And I was like, I could outsource the creation of these photo books. Like I'm not doing yes. anything, especially because these are not like at this point, more like artistic photos where I felt like back in the day, I was more like creating the art. Like I might sure. have a black and white photo of a certain scene and like, I want it to be a certain way. This is like me on my iPhone snapping pictures mm -hmm. like just pick the smiliest one and edit it up to fit in the right box in the page and throw that stuff together and make me a photo book so it seems like pretty much anybody could handle this like um without and it'll be fine right it'll be it'll be fine it'll be a nice little photo book um to have on the shelf and the kids always love the photo books like we always we have this big pile of photo books from all of our trips and they go through them and whatever so that's my plan. Like, I don't know. I, I did a Has little bit worked? of research. So you said it no, sounds like anybody <laughs> can do it. Has anybody been able to do it? Nobody's done it yet. Um, so I've looked Where are you through, looking? I don't know. I, I, so I, since that tweet where I said that, I have not really had time to then delve too much farther. I went into Upwork. There are people who sort of claim to do it, but then it's a little bit not clear what they actually are providing. There's some who are doing it like only for weddings which is not really mm. the right thing because they're going to want to charge a ton of yeah. money and do like a fancy book, which is not what this is. Um, so I'm, if anybody out there knows of a, either a service that does this or even just like photo editing services or things like that, because like, I obviously there's like Upwork, but I didn't love or like, the Or like there. a stay-at-home parent who knows how to use I mean, a computer. That would be That's fun basically like, what you need. If you're out there and just want to do this for me, like I'm also totally fine with that. Like we can, Yeah, is, is your husband or wife a functioning adult and can use a computer and wants to do contact this. Yeah. Ian. <laughs> I mean, that's totally, I'm totally on board with that. Maybe this is the SAS we should be building. Maybe that's what'll come out of this podcast. We'll build the yeah. photo book creation <laughs> yeah. service SAS app, but um, uh, yeah, we could make tens of dollars that way. Right. I think, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it's like, if there was just like a, a site and I don't want to build this, but if it was just like a service that this, that's like hundred bucks a book, like they would yep. just already have like three books for me, like just done. Yep. Even a hundred. Yep. I agree. Book. Like whatever. Like I, I, totally I would just, just pay the money. I don't want to think about it. I want to upload my thousand pictures from my trip to Europe and my 200 pictures from the last, uh, you know, vacation we all had. And I just want to pay somebody a hundred, 200 bucks even, and just be like, Oh, and a book shows up on my doorstep and it's done. It's great. So 
yeah, if anybody knows about that service already existing or wants to do it, let me know. And then uh, we'll see how that goes. But otherwise, I do plan after vacation on getting uh, on making that happen. And now, since it's in the podcast, it's going to have to happen. So at least we will try it. We will have results. We could. Yeah, uh, if, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and it's August of 2024, make sure you send us an email to see if Ian ever got his his vacation <laughs> book made. So check in with us in one year to make sure Ian yeah. got his book made. August 2025, we'll be doing this podcast. I'll be like, oh, I'm on, I'm on vacation with everybody again. <laughs> now I'm two vacation books behind. Yeah. Um. So I hired I hired somebody. I hired somebody a while back. To do 3D rendering of, I was gonna add a back deck um, for to connect the shed quarters, my old my old studio to my house, and there's mm-hmm. this giant gap in the middle, and I hired somebody on, I think it was Upwork, no, I think it was Fiverr actually. Mm. Um, I took a bunch of pictures, did a few dimensions, and hired um, like a outdoor deck designer in Turkey to do 3d renderings of what a deck could oh, yeah. look like. Yeah. And it, you know, it was like $65. Wow. And so then like, was it perfect? No, but I could then go to like a local contractor and instead of, instead of like trying to explain something to someone who's barely listening to me, right. I could show him a picture and be like, I basically want this. this. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I could build that. Um, and I thought, that is a total like that's a totally good use of money to spend sixty five dollars to be able to communicate clearly what I want. And I went back and forth oh, with the great. guy on a few revisions because on the first one he did some weird stuff with with uh, pergolas, and I was like, ah, I don't want that. Like, remove mm. that, change this. And then I had I had the thing to show the guy. And so finding these things that you can outsource that you don't really think you can outsource. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get better about that. I'm really pretty bad about outsourcing stuff like that. And it's like, I should just outsource this. Why am I not outsourcing more stuff? It's like, we actually found this service here kind of along those lines where it's like, they will come and set up. So you can't leave like a tent or anything on the beach. Oh yeah. And there's like 13 of us and whatever, and the kids and whatever son and all that stuff. So we kind of want a tent. So they just come every day and they mm-hmm. set up the tent and they bring chairs and they put it out there. And then every night they come and they take down the tent yep. and they take away the chairs and they just do it every night. And it's fabulous. And that also led me to the discovery of another app, which I'm just going to tell everybody about as public service called Splitwise. Have you ever used Splitwise? Live, live and die by Splitwise. You love the Splitwise. I didn't even love, know about Splitwise. Love it's unbelievable. Splitwise. Everything I've been, using, I've been using Splitwise since 2009. It's amazing. Oh, is it yes. around that long? I didn't it even is. know that. Wow. Yes. So maybe everybody knows about this already, but Splitwise lets you just split bills with other people. And like, so you can just, every time you buy something, you throw it in Splitwise and it'll handle like, if, like in our case, we're pretty much dividing everything by thirds, just divides yep. it by thirds. And then at the end, it tracks who owes who what and you can settle up and that's it. And it's unbelievable. This is like one of the first mobile okay. apps that's blown my mind yeah. in a while. Like gotta, it's like, oh, this yeah, is a, we this gotta, is fabulous. We got to talk Splitwise. So Splitwise is truly one of like the the OG apps that does the thing it's supposed to do right. and doesn't muck it up. And so what I what I love about Splitwise, so we we do these yearly trips, um, all of our friend guy friends from college. And what I love about Splitwise is as long as you accurately represent the truth in Splitwise, everything comes out just fine. So what I mean is you can say like, okay, I, Aaron, I'm going to the grocery store for, you know, these 10 guys for the weekend and I'm going to spend, you know, a thousand dollars to buy all the groceries for this weekend. Right. I put a thousand dollars into Splitwise and I say split evenly and it just like it splits it evenly. Okay. Eh, eh, whatever. That seems normal. Right. But then let's say I get there early and I go to dinner with four other guys and we go out for pizza. Right. And one guy pays for all the pizza and he says, okay, I let's say Andrew paid for all the pizza, but only these five people were there. So I'm going to split it between these five people. And then let's say there are, you know, three people on the trip that don't drink. So we split the alcohol between seven people. And then let's say I buy Ian lunch. So it's just like a one-on-one transaction. As long as you put all of that into Splitwise, 
and you say there's a tab to say simplify debt. So like if I owe Ian $5 and Ian owes Andrew $5, I'm just going to pay Andrew and Splitwise will handle that for you. At the end, it just comes out to be like you put everything in there and it just says, Aaron, you owe Andrew $42. And you're like, all right, sounds like sounds fine to me. And it takes into account everything you paid for, everything you participated in. And like it doesn't add you to things that you weren't a part of. And at the end, you you pay one single person and then you move on about your day. It's the best thing it's in the world. Totally mind blowing. Mind yeah. blowing. It's so good. Yes. It, you said it perfectly. Like It doesn't muck it up. It's like it does. This, it's not trying to sell me a bunch of other stuff while I'm in there adding uh you know these entries it's just like nope yep. add your entries at the top it's got like this running total it's like mm-hmm. you've loaned out a thousand dollars so far yep. and it's like yes i'm making money on this vacation people <laughs> are gonna pay me a thousand dollars at the end of this vacation it's so great yep everything yeah, costs that's, a third that's, less <laughs> that's great because then you're at the next dinner and you can be like well it looks like uh, it looks like I'm a thousand dollars behind. So somebody else should pay for dinner. So then at the end of the trip, you, you know, you're as close to even as possible. And so your person to person transactions are a lot smaller. Yeah. It's, Oh man, it what, a, what an Venmo. unexpected surprise to yeah, talk about like, split wise. Oh, it's so good. I just, just to have a uni tasker app like that, that just is yep. executed so perfectly. That's something I never built either. I always have these like big complicated things. I know a nice unitasker app. It just does. It just down in the little nitty gritty details of that single task so deeply. Oh, just excellent. I'm pulling, I'm pulling up my split wise right now so I can see all the groups, all the groups that I have. Oh, wow. You have a bunch of different groups. That's interesting. Oh yeah. I've got, um, I don't know if the camera will pick it up. Yeah. Oh gee. So we've got SF 15, 16, 17. Those are all the, the guy trips. And then we've got, uh, We've got a Florida trip. We've got a 30th birthday trip. We've got a wedding weekend. Yeah, it's I love it's it. It's a revolution. It's so my mind has been totally blown. Like, yeah, none of us in our group really knew about it. till my cousin went to a bachelor party mm-hmm. like six months ago or something. And like they just did it where the one guy paid for everything. Nobody paid for yeah. anything. The, the leader paid for every single transaction. You know, he got all the points, which I think was probably part of his goal, yeah. which is great. That guy, and then, um, that freaking that guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then they just split it up, and they just all paid him the amounts mm-hmm. they owed, and that was it. It was like so easy. So then we use it for this, and we're all blown away. It's it's so and you can attach nice. pictures of a receipt. Yeah, I mean, and we're can, not doing that because do, we don't care. But like, yeah, yeah we don't you, care. You could do that if it's a bigger group or whatever. And, yeah, and you can do crazy splitting things. Like, you can split it evenly. You can split it by percent. You can split it right. by portion. So you can be like, we bought <laughs> we bought 15 things and actually five of the things were for this one guy and the other 10 were for the other 10 people. And you can wow. say this guy gets five units of proportion oh, and this everyone else gets one unit. It's wow. like, why would you ever need that? I have no idea, but it's so cool. I have used one so far. We've been doing pretty much everything evenly, but there has been one where it's like, oh, yeah, me and my brother just did something. My cousin's family wasn't involved. So it's like, oh, yep. that is just me and him. And it's like now it's split in half between the two of us and not um, with him in it. And it's like the tally all changes and just mm-hmm. blown away. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like most of the hype around mobile apps in general, like my mobile app usage is almost entirely like native Apple apps and like yep. Twitter and maybe like one or two other things. And that's it. And, but this is one of those ones that's like, yes, this is, this is making it in, this is staying on the phone, uh, because it's just so damn useful in those couple times a year where you need to, to do this kind of thing. God, what a gem, a hidden gem there at the end of the pod. That's why you always stick around folks. (laughs) Think about this on this one trip, waffle house and splitwise. I've discovered these two things. Your life, your life is, and I discovered trucks. You can just, you can just put a truck on a beach. <laughs> truck on it's a beach. It's amazing. We're learning. Yes. This is, this is why we do this. <laughs> Sharing our knowledge. That's right. All right. Anything else? Where do people find us? Oh man. They find us at mostly technical.com and on uh, YouTube. Check out the YouTube. The YouTube gets, it, you know, it's like it's building up. I'm, I'm sort of yeah. interested about the, the YouTube growth eventually. It's nice to be able to see how many subscribers you have because podcasts, you know. Yeah. yeah, you can't really tell for sure. But um, and then we're at uh, mostly technical pod on Twitter, I believe. So check that out. We should probably uh, get these things you, down. If you can find us, find <laughs> us. If not, we'll see it's you next linked. time. <laughs> Go to the show notes. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later, Ian.